Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath. Let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. By the way, everybody that watches us by online, you can... Um, the worship team was phenomenal. Why don't you just honor them for a moment? And uh, you can watch us. Uh, our prayer lines are out. And if you watch us by online, you are welcome to phone our prayer lines right now. There are people on the other side waiting to hear from you, waiting to pray with you. Uh, you are never alone and you are not made to journey alone. Amen. Who of you believe that God can do a miracle for you right in your seat where you are tonight? If you believe that, give Jesus please a sound of praise and honor and glory in this night. Who of you believe that He is still the fourth man in the fire? Who of you believe that He comes by? He is still the God that saves. He is still the God that heals. He is still the God that redeems. His name is Jesus. Come on, are you there? Demons tremble. Dominions bow down to principalities. Submit to Him. His name is Jesus. He's coming. He's coming. Amen. He's coming. I, you know, I, I see people that um, they don't worship the Lord. You must worship the Lord extravagantly because once you get to heaven, that's what you're going to do. You're going to worship the Lord. Amen. And uh, I was a little bit concerned there for about 30 seconds because I didn't see our youth pastor jumping. I saw the senior pastor jumping. But I didn't see the youth pastor jumping. I hope you took notice, Pastor Given. I put a challenge out for you publicly. Come and jump with me. Amen. I'm teasing. I love you. And he teasing. But we have to be excited about what the Lord is busy doing. Amen. I'm excited about what Jesus is busy doing under the young people. I prophesy to you that there will be a movement under the young people. I prophesy to you that God will fill the house from the north and the south and the east and the west. And there'll be young people coming from everywhere to this place. I tell you again, as a prophet being here, God will fill the house. Drugs will not take the children. Sex will not take the children. Pornography will not take the children. Broken homes will not take the youth. There is a spirit that is amongst our people. It is the spirit of the Most High God. He is the one that is amongst us. Oh, may the doctors and the physicians arise. May the prophets and the evangelists and the teachers, may they arise. May the millionaires and the billionaires arise. May the property moguls arise. May the mother, hallelujah. It's amongst us. Are you there? Young people, you look like our future. There's nothing that gets me excited as young people that are passionate for Jesus. The Bible says that as David danced before the Lord, and he danced so extravagantly that people questioned his dancing. And God cursed what others judged. God says, no, no, no. David is my boy. You should dance like David danced. Undignified, unworried, unconcerned for the care of this world. And when I saw the young people tonight, that's why I'm dancing with. Because God knows that we want to see a fire in this generation being lit again, full of the Holy Spirit, full of fire. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why we have to stay full of fire. Amen. I, and uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy worshiping the Lord. I enjoy dancing. May you all be fit and empowered, church. And when we dance, we dance. When we jump, we jump. Amen. <laughs> now, the only place that belongs to Satan is under your feet, by the way. Romans chapter number 16, 20 tells us that he has no place in your life. He has no place in your head. He has no place in your future. He has a place, though, and that's under your feet. So put the devil where he belongs. He's a fire angel. He's without occupation. Don't give him a job. He is in a job. Just over broke. But don't give him more. Amen. I want to speak to you tonight. I don't know if you caught that. Um, but I, I want to speak to you tonight very briefly about just an understanding that more than ever, and I, I believe the Spirit of the Lord will fill people tonight with fresh wine. 
And you know, there's no better party like the party with the Holy Spirit. Because He is a river and He's not a dam. He's a lake. He's not, he's not a lake. He's a river system. He wants to produce in us a fountain of living water jumping out of us like no other time. Now is the time. We have to be bold about what we believe. We are not confused. We're not confused about our future. We're not confused about where we are going. We understand who we are. Come on, say with me. I know who I am. See, if you know who you are, the devil can't mess with you. Because God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the devil wants to chuck out that name, uh, beloved, because he wants you to prove that you're the son. Please note that when the father says, you have not received the spirit of fear, but by the spirit of adoption, that you might cry, Abba, Father. I want you to note something. When something gets adopted or a baby gets adopted, it's not the baby that gets to choose. It's the father that does the choosing. So the one that made the invitation is the Father. The one that welcomes you home is the Father. The one that keeps you safe at home is the Father. The one that protects you at home is the Father. The one that takes care of your future is the Father. The one that secures your tomorrow is the Father. It's all about the Father that sent the Son. It is the Son that brought you back home. It is the hope that brought you the Spirit. It is that Spirit that cannot be quenched. It is stronger than the Spirit of this world. Because He that is within me is greater than He that is within this world. Come on, is there somebody that believes that tonight? There's a power living inside of me. Come on. The Bible says He put this, he put this treasure in earthly jars. That's why you have to look after your earthly jaw. Because God wants you to stay here as long as you can. He doesn't need you in heaven. He needs you here. Are you there? And so I, I want to speak to you briefly about that we have to be discipled by the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's many things I want to say. I have so many notes here. Um, but I, I was woken up by the Holy Spirit last night and I actually, I just dreamt about the book of Colossians. And as I dreamt about the book of Colossians, it's weird, God makes me dream, I don't know why. I dreamt about the whole book of Colossians and as I was waking up this morning early on, I couldn't wait just to spend time with God. And as I was up early, I studied the book of Colossians and I, I got stuck in Colossians chapter number four, but at the weirdest part, I got stuck at the place where Paul lists the people that is with him. And he names a few. He names in uh, Philippians, uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse number 17 to six, 7 to 16. He names a few. He names Tychius. He names Onesimus. He names Aristarchus. I think you say that like that. He names Mark. He names Epaphras. He names Demas. He names um, Luke. But then he, he gives them names. Listen to how Paul speaks about them. He says, they are my beloved brother. He says, they are faithful ministers. He calls them a faithful servant. He calls them faithful. Anisimus, he calls faithful. Uh, uh, Aristarchus, he calls a fellow prisoner. He calls justice a fellow worker. He calls Epaphras a laboring fervently in prayer. And he speaks about Luke being his doctor. And then he speaks about Demas being his son. And as I read this, what, what the Lord spoke to me about is this, is the gospel is not good news if we can't do it with people. And the message of the gospel is so big, one person cannot do it. We need a team of people that brings this message of hope to the world. It's true, you have to have your apostles and your prophets, your evangelists and your teachers. But you need the Demases. You need the, the Marks. You need the sons. You need the daughters. You need all of them. And together we are fellow workers, fellow laborers, co-laborers for the sake of the gospel. Are you there? And as I read this, the Lord said this to me. And I, I want to ask you just a question before I go into my sermon. L the Lord asked me this question. The Lord said to me, I must ask you tonight... What are you doing for the gospel? What are you doing for the gospel? And I want to encourage every person that is here, young and old. If you want to do something at Empower Church, sign up and become a volunteer. 
If you want to be anything in this church, serve. Come on, but start of servanthood. We need more servants. If you want to be anything, let's start there. Um, put up your hand and say, here am I, present myself. I want to be active in the house of God. Are you guys okay? Never become a frustration. Always be a celebration. Come on, can I say that again? And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about certain people. Uh, don't be ever a frustration in the body of Christ. Be a, a pleasure. Be a compliment to, the, to what we are trying to achieve. Come on, are you there? Now say to the person next to you, don't be a frustration. <laughs> it's a good place for a, um, uh, a wife to say to a husband, don't be a frustration. Are you there? But I, I want to speak to you in just a few moments and then I want to lay hands is that one of the things that I, I see people are getting confused about is the voice of God. And one thing that you have to understand is in this hour, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And we have to know the voice of God. If we don't have the voice of God, we won't have faith. Are you there? The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of the Lord. Secondly, faith comes by not just hearing, faith comes by prayer and prayer in the Holy Spirit, Jude chapter 1 verse number 20. Therefore, if we are to hear His voice, we need to be certain that it's His voice. Come on, are you guys, are you okay? And so what I'm going to share with you tonight in a few minutes, you have to write this down because it will save your life. You might not need it today, but tomorrow you're going to need this. You have to know the voice of God. Because if you don't know His voice, you can listen to the voice of another. And a voice of another will introduce you to an inferior future. Can I say that again? The voice of another will introduce you to an inferior future. Whereas the voice of the master will introduce you to an abundant future. Oh, that was a good place for somebody to say amen. And so point number one, um, can I give you something free tonight? This is what I want to give you free tonight. If you don't know, if, you, if you're asking me tonight, how do I know what is my authority? Or how do I know my, what is my authority? I wanted to give this to you free tonight. Because a lot of people ask me, how do I know what's my authority? Here's the simple, simple ways to determine what's your authority. Question number one, what's your passion? What you have passion for is autom sometimes automated what you have authority for. Secondly, how do I know what's my authority? What do you have natural favor of God for? In other words, what, what has God favored you naturally for? Whatever God has favored you for, you have authority for. If, you have, uh, if you're favored to reach souls, it's most likely that God has given you authority there. Okay, last one, just free. I'm not in my sermon yet. What do you have faith for? Because whatever you have faith for, you have authority over. Okay. So how do we know the voice of God? Let's go to it quickly. First and foremost, when God speaks, and this is very important, when God speaks, the fruit and the gift must be present. The fruit and the gift must be present because they are two sides of the same coin. Are you guys there? So the first thing, how to know the voice of God, the voice of God will not lead to confusion. The voice of God will lead to Jesus. Come on, give Jesus just some praise. Okay, now I want you to understand if you say, okay, but explain to me the fruit and the gift. Let me explain it like this. If it's God's voice, it will create faith, not doubt. If it's God's voice, it will create love, not fear. If it's God's voice, it will create desire and not dread. If it's God's voice, it will create joy and not anxiety. When it's God's voice, it will create peace and not pressure. When it's God's voice, it will create meekness and not, uh, or self-determination. It will create temperance, which is another word for patience, not impatience. When it's God's voice. Are you okay? Now I want you to understand this. If the fruit and the gift is not present, something is wrong. 
In other words, if the voice produces fear, something is wrong. If the voice produces anxiety, something is wrong. If the voice produces doubt, something is wrong. If the voice produces impatience, something is wrong. The voice of the Lord brings peace. Come on guys, are you with me? Secondly, I want us, uh, and you need to write down what I'm saying. The voice of God will always bear witness with the spirit that is within you. Romans chapter number 8 verse number 10, uh, 16 says this, it bears witness with our spirit. And you can ask the question, what does it mean to bear witness? It's very simple. If you have a witness, it means yes. If you have a clearance, it means go. If you don't have a witness, it means no. Can I say that again? If you have a clearance, it means go. If it has a witness, it means yes. If you have no uh, witness inside of you and there's a restraint, it means the Holy Spirit is not in it. Come on, are you guys with me? Uh, I wanted to help you tonight. If you don't have peace, listen to me carefully. If somebody says to you they've heard God's voice and it doesn't produce peace in you, it is a clear indicator that it was not God speaking. Come on guys, are you okay? Come push me with the sound there. But, but I, I want you to understand something. If I don't have peace, then it's a simple no. And I'm, I'm teaching these basic things tonight because in this hour, uh, just a little bit sl slow. In this hour, we need to hear His voice clearly. Come on guys, are you there? Don't lose the fire now. I want us just to have this. Because if we are going to be discipled by the Holy Spirit, we have to hear God's voice. And I want to make it very clear. If you don't have a witness inside of you, it means no. Come on guys, are you okay? Then, if you, if you have peace, it's, it, means, it means yes. If you have no peace, it means no. If you feel light and you can feel a release in your spirit, it means go. If you feel restraint, it means wait. Wait upon the Lord and refine new strength. Come on, tell your neighbor, wait upon the Lord. Then, with this I want to put something out. When it is the voice of God, you have to submit it to counsel. Point number three, when it's the voice of God, you have to submit it to counsel. And I, are you listening to what I'm saying? Why do I say this? Because one of the names of Jesus is counselor. Isaiah chapter 9 verse number six. Jesus calls himself the counselor. Now listen to what the Bible says. He that listens until counsel is wise. Where, they, where no counsel is, people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Plans go wrong when too few counselors may come in. But many counselors bring success. Come on, are you there? Come on, give Jesus some praise, please. So the, except for the, so let's just go through them quickly. First and foremost, if it is the voice of God, it has to produce the fruit and the gift. Are you there? Because Holy Spirit is not a it, it's a person. It has to produce Him. If it's not Him, then it's not Him. Secondly, it has to produce a clear yes. There has to be an inner witness inside of you that says yes of what this person is saying. If your inner witness are saying no to what is being said, then it's no, it's not God. Come on, are you guys okay? I wonder how many people could have been saved if they would have listened longer. Come on. Thirdly, when it is God's voice, please submit it to counsel. Come on, are you there? Everybody that is here, young and old, you are never too old and you are never too young for counsel. As long as you are breathing, you are learning. Come on, I, I don't care how old you are. You can be 90, you must still learn. You, you can be six. Listen, if I would have counseled a 20-year-old me, I would have given them a lot of wisdom. Are you there? 
So here's a, here's a point for every young person that is here. The questions that you are not asking right now to all the people is the questions that you will be questioned through by life. So surround yourself with people that are at least five to ten years ahead of yourself. Because if you are walking with people on the same level, you will have the same conversations and stays on the same dimension. Talk to people that are five years ahead of you. Listen, let me give you godly advice. Talk to people that looks like the future you. They will give you shortcuts. How do you, how do you get what they are saying? A simple, honor them. Say, please tell me what is the secret. Tell me what have you done. Tell me what is the lessons. Go to a divorced person, ask them, why have you begot, why did you get divorced? I, I promise you, they'll tell you. Go to a business person, say, why have you failed? <laughs> Come on, guys, are you there? Submit yourself to counsel for free. And this is very important for me for the, with the voice of God. There has to be confirmation. The Bible says, one of the best known principles for determining the will of God is a scriptural requirement that everything must be confirmed by two to three witnesses before it can be accepted as fact. Then the Bible says, this principle of confirmation was established by the law of Moses and re-established under the order of grace with the Apostle Paul. In other words, if there's not more than one person that agrees scripturally sound that what is being said is of God, then it's not of God. Are you guys okay? In other words, there has to be earthly confirmation about what is in agreement in heaven. The Bible says the earth can never be out of agreement of heaven. The earth must always be in agreement with heaven. I want to, I want to stretch you tonight. I want to say this, that heaven is never out of order. Let me help you again. Heaven is never out of order. The earth is out of order. Now let me reword it. God is in control of heaven. He is not in control of the earth. The dominion of earth has been given to you. He wants earth to agree with Him. Oh. Whatever is in heaven has to be on earth. That's why we can pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done as it is in. Let it be on. Okay. So if God is in heaven and you are on the earth, whose job is it to get heaven to earth? Mine. So if I want heaven on earth, there's two things that you must note. First thing that you must note, you must know how heaven looks like. Because if you don't know how heaven looks like, how are you going to represent? You cannot model heaven if you have never understood it, seen it, or spoken to the one that's in control of it. Come on guys, are you there? Secondly, if you want heaven on earth, it won't come without a fight. It will come of great resistance. Because what you are contesting for is the supernatural. And when you contest for heaven on earth, the enemy will fight you. Why will he fight you? Because he's concerned that you bring heaven here. He's not a concern about you going to heaven because he won't be there. I'll say it again. The devil is not in heaven. He's not concerned about you going. He's about concerned about the heaven coming here. He's concerned about you taking over a school. He's concerned about you taking over a business sector. He's concerned about you taking over a sector of your community. He's concerned about that. Why? Because he knows as soon as you understand who you are, he's in trouble. So what does he do? He confuses you. He makes you question you. He makes you judge you. He makes you question God's voice. He makes you uncertain that I hear God's voice. He questions, He asks the questions. If you are the Son, did you hear the Father? Is He good? And He makes us question, we become, we become skewed because we start to believe things about the Father that is not true about the Father. 
It's as old as the Garden of Eden. He's told Eve, listen Eve, God is withholding something from you. Come on, never get into snake conversations because it will lead to snake destinations. You can say amen there. So if all five is present, there has to be the gift and the fruit. There has to be the bearing of, of witness. In other words, your, your spirit must say, yes, man, this is right. Come on, are you okay? Thirdly, it has to be submitted to counsel. For you to submit the word of the Lord to counsel, it means you have to have the fruit of humility. If you do not have the fruit of humility, you will not want to submit stuff to counsel. Come on, are you guys okay? Because we would want to be, uh, we would want to be control of ourselves. Then fourthly, you have to have confirmation. Then fifthly, you have to have unity, two or three. Now, once you have established these five things, and I, I want to name them just quickly, then what we have determined is the will of God. We have not yet determined the ways of God. Because there's two dimensions to God. Please write it down. It is the will of God, and then there's the way of God. Come on, guys. Are you okay? And I'll give you just one example. The way of God includes His timing, His methods, and necessary means to do it. It is the who, the what, the when, the where, and the how. Who do you want to come with? What do you want? When do you want it? Where do you want it? And how do you want it? This is the ways of God. Are you there? Now listen to me. I want to give you a scripture. The Bible says you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. Hebrews chapter number 6, verse number 12. Sometimes we don't see the will of God. Listen to me carefully. Because we are not doing it the, in the way of God. Come on, guys. Sometimes we don't see the will of God because we are not following the ways of God. Let me say it like this. The ways of God is spelled wait. I'll say that again. The ways of God is spelled wait. Those that wait upon the Lord. And as I was thinking about this, the Lord said this to me. Hasty faith forgets orders and makes options. Waiting faith follows orders and maintain obedience. I'll read it again because it's so good. Hasty faith forgets orders and makes options. Waiting faith follows orders and maintains obedience. Come on, are you there? So God's way is not our way. God's way is determined day by day as we walk with the Lord. Come on, are you there? The number one reason, I, I wrote it down, I said the number one reason why the Word of the Lord sometimes fail in people's lives is because people don't know the ways of God. They rush it. Let me use an example to just show to you what I, and you must get ready now because we're going to minister now, but I, I, want your, I want you just to understand this. God's way for the Israelites was to travel a two-year wilderness route rather than an 11-day route. In other words, for the, for the Israelites to leave Egypt to get to the promised land should have taken them 11 days. It was an 11-day route. But God's way was two years. He could have taken them in 11 days, but He didn't. He took them in a two-year process. Why in a two-year process? Listen to this. Because He first wanted to establish His tabernacle, a dwelling place. Secondly, He wanted to give them a code of laws to preserve them and to maintain them in right relationship with Him and with one another. Thirdly, He wanted to give them a political system to transform them from a disordered multitude into 12 organized tribes arranged in His order around His presence so that His Son can come. His ways is not our ways. 
Are you there? So once you've determined the will of God, you must still wait for the ways of God. The ways of God means relationship with God. Because once you know His will, you have to go and discover His way. For you to discover His way, you have to wait upon the Lord. Because the ways of God is secret to relationship with God. The ways of God is secret to secret time with the Lord. The ways of God is not in the ways of man. The ways of God is outside of the ways of man. It is in the ways of the Lord. That's why the Lord can upset the ways of man. Because His ways is higher than our ways. His thoughts is higher than our thoughts. Come on, are you there? Let me say it like this. And I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. It's, it's a powerful thought. It, it, the Lord spoke this to me again this afternoon. His will, His way, His time, our obedience. Say it again. His will, His way, His time, our obedience. I'll say it again. It's so good. His will, His way, His time, our obedience. When you are obedient to the Lord, it will work. Are you there? And if you've done everything in obedience and it still doesn't work, it means you have to trust God. Come on, guys. Are you there? Christians often ask this, and I'll, and I'll, um, I'll put this out to you. They often ask the question, but if I've done everything right, why does this still happen? Here's the answer. When you have done everything right, have faith. If you've done everything right, trust. If you have done everything right, believe. If you've done everything right, stand. Come on guys, are you okay? Trust yourself into the hands of a good, merciful, faithful God that doesn't fail. Come on, let me say that again. Trust yourself into the hands of a merciful, good, graceful, always the same, never changing God. Come on guys, give Jesus just some praise. And so I want to, I want to say it like this. And I'll, and I'll leave you with this thought. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. Know His voice. Let me, uh, I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna show you something. Quickly give me that other mic, please. I wanna demonstrate, can we have, um, I, wanna, I wanna show you something. I wanna just demonstrate to you uh, I think it will make sense. Are you guys, are you with me? Yeah, in front sits uh, my wife, my only wife, my beautiful wife. I've been married to her for, for 18 years. Almost made a calculation mistake there. Uh, I want you to listen to the principle. Quickly call my name. Gebert. Gebert, you sound angry now. Uh, just, say, <laughs> just say it like normal. Okay, uh, I know that voice. Okay, thank you. My go. Uh, Sharon always uh, names my name when she's either bumped the car or she's in trouble. Otherwise, I'm honey or leafy or I'm something like that. But my name gets called when we are in trouble. Rehard, quickly. Ah, you see, it's not the same. Uh, say it with a, say it like with a girl voice. <laughs> okay, it's good. It's good. Uh, I'm always got, almost going to fall for it. L listen carefully, church. Listen, listen to Shannon. <laughs> say my name. Oh, my God. Gebar. Okay, now. Did you all hear? Say it quickly again. Gebar. Okay. Rechel, try. Say it, try to imitate Shannon. Now, I want you to see something here. What makes me not go towards Riachart is my, is my relationship with Shannon. 
I know her. I've been with her. I've been through highs and lows. I've heard that voice. I couldn't care if Recha dresses as nice as Shannon or look as pretty. I will not be deterred to follow his voice because I know the voice of my beloved and they don't sound the same. Now, you can say, oh, but how do I know if it's the voice of God? Simple. He gave you a GPS. And by the way, this is not my Bible. Just, I have a manly Bible. But, but the GPS from this voice to this voice is the Word of God. If you're confused, open up your Bible. Satan comes, ah, oh, I want to give you poverty. Ah, oh, that doesn't sound like my father. I can refute that of a couple of scriptures. Satan says, fear, I can, I can give you a lot of scriptures that doesn't sound like that. How do I chuck out the voice of the orphan? By knowing the word of the Lord. Oh, come on, it's good. I'm teaching you life lessons tonight. How do I know the voice of God? I know the voice of His word. Here's where Christians get into trouble. They say they've heard God's voice. But they do it at the expense of not reading His Word. He cannot, He cannot speak void of His Word. He cannot, not He shall not, He cannot. He cannot. He cannot. I want you to never forget this. He cannot say something that breaks His Word. It makes Him not God. He cannot say, I cannot, I won't heal. He cannot say, I won't provide. He cannot say, I will not bring the breakthrough. He cannot say, I'm the fourth man in the fire. He cannot break His Word. His Word, He Himself put Himself under. He will never violate His Word. Come on church, are you there? Are you with me? And I want us to understand something, I'll close with this. Even if I give a prophetic word, and it doesn't match with the word of the Lord, that word may be rejected and say it doesn't sound like the word. Come on guys, are you okay? Christians lose their brains sometimes. <laughs> Come on, is it, is it good? We're like, ah, yeah, it sounds spiritual. No, it's not the word of the Lord. So throw it out. Believe in the word and you will prosper. Come on, are you guys okay? Come on, give Jesus a praise offering, please. And so, I want to, I'll, I'll close, I want to pray for you, I want to lay hands on you. I want you to be sure tonight that you follow His will, His way. Are you there? His time. His well, His way, His time, my obedience. If you do it without God, you're going to pay heavy. If you try to do it without man, you're going to pay heavy. God designed you and I to go with man. Come on, are you guys good? And tonight I pray that your hearts are ignited inside of you. That you will know His, His voice. Come on, are you good? Come on, give Jesus just 10 seconds of praise. There we are. Oh, come on, come on, come on. And so tonight what I want to do is I, I want to lay hands on people. I want to, um, the Lord sent me here this, this evening that we can produce fresh fire. Every, son, every one of you that sit here, you are a, a purpose in a body. You have got gifts inside of you. Yeah, come on, are you there? And I will use any opportunity to revive the gifts that is inside of you. To fan into flame the gift that is inside of you. As a father, I'll always say, fan into flame 
gift that is inside of you. Give the devil trouble and give God all the glory. Let your life matter for God. Come on, are you, are you good? Let your life be a voice for the, for the Lord to use. And never think that your life is too small. Never think your impact is too little. Because if I read that list about Apostle Paul, everybody mattered. Come on guys, are you good? It doesn't matter what you are doing, at least you are doing something. It's better than doing nothing for God. Amen? And so, can we do it like this tonight? I, I feel that's what the Lord wants to do because there's a hunger, there's a, there's a, a pressing in my spirit for that. That I can pray for you for this. That first thing I, I, I simply want to pray for, and everybody that's online as well, I want to pray for you as well. The same, the same thing holds. That you will not be confused. That we fan into flame the gift that is inside of you. There's a couple of ways that you can fan into flame the gift. Way number one is get into the closet and pray. Way number two, get into the Word and read. Way number three, let your stomach grow smaller and fast. Way number four, impartation. You get it through the laws of honor. Way number five, the laying on of hands. These are ways that the fire inside of you can be kindled. Are you there? Let me leave you with this. It is impossible to spend time of God and walk out of that room the same. Then you have spent time of the wrong king. I'll say that again. It's so good. You can put it on Facebook. If you leave that room the same way you came in you have spent time of the wrong God because the Jesus I know will challenge your impatience will challenge your anger will challenge your bitterness he will challenge your greediness he will challenge your lack of giving and he won't do it in the spirit of judgment he'll love you to salvation he's a good God he's a good father but He's just, He's kind, He's merciful. I wanted to leave you with a prophetic thought tonight before we respond. As I was traveling here, God spoke to me about Numbers chapter 12, verse number 8. The Bible says this, With Him I speak mouth to mouth, Moses now, even openly and not in dark sayings. And He beholds the form of the Lord, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? And then the Lord said to me this afternoon, I was speaking to my, um, I was speaking to my spiritual father and we were just chatting about this. And I said, quickly go into the Hebrew. And we went, he, he showed me in the Hebrew. In the Hebrew, the order is turned around. The Hebrew, it sounds like this. It says, why were you not afraid to speak against the, the servant I've placed in Moses. So listen to me. <laughs> yes. See, the Bible is heavy. Richard, come here. By the way, Richard's number is 079. <laughs> Quickly, write down. We must get the man married, please. Pray for grace, everybody. Extend your hands. Pray for the man. If you know about any single ladies between the ages of 20 and 35 that have a million rand at least in the bank account, I'm helping, that are pretty, that knows their destiny, that knows their future, we have a very available bachelor here. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to get him married. I'm getting concerned now. <laughs> Listen to what the Lord says. He says, were you not afraid? What we see, we see the outside. God says, no, I've placed my servant on the inside. I've placed the prophet of in. I've placed the apostle of in. I've placed the evangelist of in. I've placed the businessman of in. Were you not afraid when you spoke against my servant? And the Lord said to me as I was driving here, one of the reasons why people are not understanding his ways is because they are speaking against his vessel. You know why they will speak against his vessel? Because they're blind. <laughs> we 
We cannot, we cannot choose who God chooses. It's not our choice. Let me say it again. Why am I saying that to you? Because if God chose you, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to say yes. Or you're going to be like Paul. Thank you, Rechard. You can be like Paul. You're going to live a life in frustration until suddenly it kicks you off your donkey and says, why are you fighting me? Come on, are you gay, guys? And so tonight as you respond, as you get out of your seats, I want people with me tonight that say, I'm hungry for God. I want to receive from the Lord. I want this, this gift inside of me to be rekindled back into the fire. God can do a lot of a person that is in love of Him. Can I say that again? God can do a lot of a person that's in love of Him. So if that's you tonight, I want you to jump out of your seats and say, here am I, prophet, and come out. Let's lay hands. Come, respond, respond, respond. Worship team, don't just look pretty. Sing something. As you come out, I want you to pray in the Spirit. Be hungry for God. I want everybody else. We're going to go quick tonight. I want the pastors to help me, please. I want the pastors to quickly come out. All the pastors, quickly come help me, please. Otherwise, we're going to take too long. <clears throat> Just the holes. Um, as you come out tonight, oh yeah, it's perfect. Spirit, let's just pray. Come on, lift, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Pastors, we're gonna go from that direction, that that way. At the um, come, every all the pastors this side, my right side. Father, I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, as we lay hands on your people. Father, may a fresh fire come upon them. Lord, I want to pray, fan into flame the gift that is inside of them. Fan into flame the multiple gifts that is inside of them. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I want to pray in this side. Lord, that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And so, Lord, in this side, we want to pray that everything that is stagnant become alive again. In Jesus' mighty name. Won't you guys start there? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Boro bakata tebi ondro bokoro. Fan into flame, Lord. Fan into flame. Fan into flame. Fan into flame. together my God
touch him, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch him, Jesus. Everybody, if we haven't prayed for you quickly, if you want to come out, you cannot come out now. Touch Jesus, touch, touch them, Jesus, touch them, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, produce fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. Produce fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, Holy Spirit. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire. Come on, everybody stand. Pastor Gibbon, where are you? Uh, I want you and your core, your core core leaders, are they here? Uh, Pastor Gibbon's core leaders, anybody that of his core core team, I want you quickly here, please. Hmm. Anybody else? The core team? Come and stand here. Come on church, I just want you to pray. Can you pray with me? Thank you, Jesus. Nobody else here? Okay, okay now it's understand. 
Just lift your hands up. The word of the Lord for you. And somebody says, the Spirit of the Lord, that I will bring a, a fresh mantle upon you, says the Spirit of God. For there will come new authority in this night, for that that is to come. For I will take your voice, says the Lord, and I'll amplify it. I will take your voice and I will raise it up. I will take your voice and I'll raise it in this nation, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I found one that is faithful unto my word. I found one that is faithful unto my ways. And now, says the Spirit of the Lord, see that I've looked to and fro and I've chosen a young man. And I will place my Spirit upon you afresh in this hour. And I will put people around you like-minded as you. And we will revive a generation that they call dead. And in this hour, there will be unusual authority that will come upon you as you serve in the house that the Lord has appointed for you, this house. As you serve even the man that is in front of you, so says the Lord that I give you fresh authority. What was difficult for others will be simplified for you. What was impossible for others will be made easier for you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And now I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, do not fear this thing. Do not fear this thing of sudden death. Do not fear this thing because I see you long into the future. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, even as you stand in front of me, I want to secure the future for you. I see a wife, I see children, and I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, do not fear this thing. Do not fear because it will not be a portion. It will not come to you. It will not come to you. Because I will amplify your voice and I'll put the fire of place inside of you. I'll amplify it on the sons and the daughters that will come alongside you for this hour. For the fire of the Lord will burn bright and the order of the Lord shall be restored and new life shall come and life abundantly shall be. And you don't need to be afraid, says God. Because this is how it will work. You will not need to work it even out. Not even finances. Because I will do a thing that will be exceedingly abundantly above. That the calculator will not be able to work out. Can I not give houses? Can I not give cars? Can I not give land that you've not worked for? Can I not give you vineyards that you haven't labored for? Can I, give you, can I not give you fresh wine? Yes, I can, says the Spirit of the Lord. I can do all the above. And I can do it even without your help. Am I not the God that gives? Am I not the God that takes away? Am I not the God that is pleased? And am I not the God that is angered? I am. I am. That I am. And so in this night, says the Spirit of the Lord, I bring to you a fresh dimension. You'll start to dream. You'll start to see. And the spirit of prophecy will rest upon you. And you'll be able to prophesy and to say and to unlock the hearts of young people. And they will listen to you, says the Spirit of the Lord. And I will take you and I will raise you up. Yes, I will. I will raise you. But do this one thing, says the Spirit of God. Stay humble. Stay lowly in your own eyes. That I may exalt you in due time. Do not exalt yourself before the time. Wait on me, says the Lord. For I will exalt you. Surely I will. And then no man will be able to stop this that I'm about to do through you, in you, and upon you. But know this thing in this night, that even as I see the young men that are standing next to you, they are pure in heart as are you. Blessed are they that are pure in heart, for you will see the Lord. You'll see the hand of the Lord. Demons shall be casted out. I see many things being broken at the anointing that is upon your life. The anointing destroys the yoke. It never discusses yokes. And so I'll break of poverty. I'll break of demonic power. I'll break of addictions through your life. And they will flee at the presence of my name upon your life. 
touch him God in Jesus name father I want to pray in this night for these young men that are with him may a fresh fire come upon them a fire that is a new fire that's from heaven may they burn with a new fire God from this night forward in Jesus mighty name Lord I pray put your word inside of them and make it like a flame put your word inside of them Lord Jesus so that they may be sons of thunder they may be sons that can cause a change and that can cause a shift in the atmosphere may they be sons that cause nations to shift communities to be challenged because they love the Lord their God and father I pray in this night of the same mantle that's upon my life I place it upon them may they have a next dimension of fire that is inside of them may they pass the tests of perseverance and patience and may they stand may they stand for what is right just and the word of the Lord this I pray in Jesus mighty name upon them in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give Jesus all the praise. Come on, just give Jesus all the praise. Hallelujah. Come on, can you give Him just a shout of praise? There we are. Come on, give Jesus a mighty roar. You know, I want us to prophesy to the breath. Um, the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter, I think it's 37. I want us just to do that collectively tonight. Is that okay? The Bible says, I think it's Ezekiel 37. Son of man, what do you see? And then the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord speaks first. The prophet hears it and then the prophet says what the Spirit is saying. Are you there? And I want us, there is something I'm going to say it again. There's something very unusual that God's going to do. And no, let me make it present tense. There's something God is doing. And I prophesy to you that there will be a movement amongst young people. It will start north of the mountain. They will be filled of light. And the prophecy of 1996 will come to fulfillment. I think if I'm correct. It says, north of the mountain, suddenly a light will shine. May I say to you tonight together, may we prophesy together tonight. Can we do that? May we speak to the, and I just want you to agree with me. There we are. Say with me, Father, in this night, we speak to the north. We say, north, give up your lost. Give up the young people. In the name of Jesus, save me west. Give up the lost. Give up the young people. In the name of Jesus. Now south, save me south. Give up the lost. Give up the young people. In the name of Jesus. Last one, east, say east. Give up the lost. Give up the young people. In the name of Jesus. Now say with me, we receive a generation back to God, back to His Word, back to His purposes in Jesus' name. We declare that the young people of South Africa, of Pretoria, shall not die, but they shall know the Lord. They shall follow the Lord. They shall love the Lord. They shall do the commandments of the Lord and they shall be the future according to the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus a mighty roar. Amen. I want to pray for one more thing before I hand over. I want us to bless God tonight. Is that okay? No, let me reword that. You have to honor God with your tithing and your giving. You don't bless Him, you honor Him. Are you with me, church? We honor the Lord. I heard somebody say the other day, I bless the Lord. No, He's blessed. You honor God. Don't be a thief. But give to God that belongs to God. Give to Caesar that belongs to Caesar. 
but be a generous person. I'm telling you a prophetic thing now. God is going to overtake you. The Bible says He will overtake you from, the, from behind, not from in front. Are you there? May I say to you the word of the Lord tonight, may you be overtaken from the behind with the goodness of the Lord. As you are faithful towards God, God says, test me in this thing. Will I not open up the heavens for you? God says, test me in this thing. Will I not rebuke the devourer for you? Come on, guys. Are you there? The house of the Lord, we need to be the most generous people on the planet because we serve a generous God. Is Are you okay? Tell the person next to you, I'm generous. Tell them, no, that was not a lie. And if you lied, you have to repent right now. You have a spirit of stinginess, repent. Be a generous person. Amen. Can we honor the Lord, please? As, as the things go out on, um, on all of our uh, social platforms, um, our giving information, can we honor the Lord? You can honor the Lord there in the front. You can honor the Lord there at the back. Let's go. Let's do that now. Uh, let's honor the Lord of our giving. And then I just want to pray for you for one thing before I hand over. Come on, let's honor the Lord, church. Mm-hmm.